From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome, welcome. World War Three Wednesday here coming to you live still from Acapulco at Jeff Berwick's and Acapulco. I got actually to chat briefly with uh, Jeff today. A lot of amazing uh, characters here at the event. Happy Valentine's Day uh, as well. We got some surprise special guests coming up the next two hours and um, also a, a public service announcement here. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, literally, uh, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We are now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. So if you can, hop on over to the website, tntradio.live and drop a donation, whatever you feel comfortable with. A buck, five bucks, 50 bucks, 500 bucks. I was talking to some of the attendees here at Anarchapulco, and some of them are TNT Radio listeners. I was talking to uh, an Estonian Australian, and he had, he's had he been listening to TNT, but he had no idea that we're based out of Australia. He thought we were based out of UK. Uh, but that's the beauty uh, of, of us being so international. So do help us out there some um news uh, of the day hillary clinton's longtime aide huma abedin who's 47 reveals she's dating george soros's billionaire playboy son alex soros who's age 38 as the pair take their romance public during a valentine's day date in paris Oof! i'm glad i haven't eaten dinner yet pretty pretty gross <laughs> Um, and I believe uh, Huma Abedin's ex-husband was none other, of course, than the disgraced politician Anthony Weiner. So, yeah, that's going on. Um, and speaking of Soros, George being reported, George Soros to take control of America's second largest chain of radio stations. Um, you know, at least you can still listen to TNT radio. He's not going to take over the TNT radio, but being reported that he's going to purchase the second largest radio company in America, according to court filings and sources close to the situation. The Soros Fund Management has bought up $400 million of debt in Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, which owns over 220 radio stations across the country. According to a Republican insider, he believes it was possible Soros was buying the stake to help influence public opinion for the months prior to the 2024 presidential election and you've also got putin coming out and saying he would prefer joe biden to win the u.s election 
rather than Donald Trump. The comments come after U.S. President urges Congress to back aid for Ukraine's war effort against Russia. I don't know what to make of this. Interesting uh, announcements. Uh, Putin said Biden would be a better U.S. president for Russia than Trump and dismissed concerns over his counterpart's age and acuity for the role. Um, so maybe he's af afraid of that label again of Russian collusion, Trump, Putin, uh, and whatnot. But, you know, he's made the statement in the past that it doesn't matter who's in the White House, left or right, Democrat or Republican. Once the president gets in, um, men in black suits show up and tell tell him what to do. Uh, Whitney Webb just uh, made an interesting post and, um, you know, re related to CBDCs. I had Martin Armstrong on a week or two ago, and he was saying the same thing. Whitney says, quote, the highly regulated stable coins are the CBDC guys. The private banks that own the Fed are going to issue their own programmable surveillance money. And you're being led to think it's a win against the digital ID CBDC agenda, but it's not. It's a public-private partnership, end quote. Fascism, right? Uh, and that's what Martin Armstrong said, that in the West, in the East, like China, the Chinese Central Bank, the public bank can just roll out directly CBDCs. In the West, they can't do that, so they're going to do public-private partnerships, um, have the private companies do it, regulated by the private Fed or the government, um, and it's going to seem like it's, um, you know, um, it's 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 it, they're not doing what they're doing in China, but they are, uh, and there is, uh, you know, some algorithm ghetto news here. Portugal and France make mobile drivers' licenses available almost immediately, uh, and so like they're they're advancing with that all all that sort of stuff. We've also got uh, Estonia outlining procurement plans for digital ID apps so you know every day we're seeing all these different countries roll this stuff out tanzania wants to accelerate digital government plan with a single service window uh and we've also got uh singapore as well rolling out automated biometric lanes opening to all foreigners um all right did you know there are many ways you can watch or listen to tnt you can stream direct from the website tntrated.live on your desktop tablet or surveillance device or mobile uh, you can download the app from the app store as well apple google or if you've got a d google phone check out the aurora store we're streaming live on x pentagon tube as i like to call it youtube rumble and odyssey all your bases are belong to us you we've got you covered on today's news talk tnt keeping the commitment i love you guys unbelievable 24 7 listen to you every day have for years today's news talk radio tnt India and the UAE, United Arab Emirates, have signed several agreements covering digital payment infrastructure, logistics, and other areas. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Hervori. Say hello to the multipolar world order, yeah? Uh, so... Wow. Uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is visiting the country, uh, UAE, uh, in a bid to promote new areas of collaboration with a special emphasis on energy security and hydrocarbons trade. 
after closed talks between PM Modi and UAE President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan on Tuesday, the two sides announced that they were sealing a bilateral investment treaty to further bolster trade ties. India's foreign minister said in a statement, this follows the signing of a comprehensive economic partnership agreement, a SIPA, in 2022, which led to a 14 percent increase in non-oil trade between the two countries year on year. Bilateral trade between India and the UAE reached $85 billion in the financial year of 2022 to 23. New Delhi and Abu Dhabi also inked an intergovernmental framework agreement on the proposed India-Middle East-Europe Economic Corridor, the IMEEC, a project uh, project, unveiled by the U.S., India, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and several European countries during the G20 summit in New Delhi last year. The fate of the proposed transport corridor, however, hangs in the balance given tensions in the region with the war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza spilling into the Red Sea and beyond. India and the UAE have also signed new pacts on digital infrastructure projects and payment platforms and vowed to cooperate in, quote, the field of heritage and museums, end quote. That's what New Delhi's readout stated. Ahead of the PM's visit, the Indian firm Rites Limited, R-I-T-E-S Limited, had signed an agreement with Abu Dhabi Ports Company and Gujarat Maritime Board, uh, and they signed a deal with Abu Dhabi Ports Company. Uh, okay. In a move to boost India's public diplomacy, diplomacy and outreach to its diasporas overseas, Modi will on Wednesday inaugurate the Baps Mandir in Abu Dhabi, the first such Hindu shrine in the UAE capital. This is a temple. It's a uh, cost. It's uh, worth eighty-four million dollars. Uh, to build this thing, they're going to set it up on 27 acres of land given to the Temple Authority by Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan, the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi. Indian media outlets, at least, are saying that's the case. In their reporting, more than 20,000 metric tons of stone and marble will used, were used to build the temple. They were shipped in more than 700 containers to Abu Dhabi over the past three years. That's according to Business Standard newspaper. The temple's expansive complex will include prayer halls, exhibitions, learning areas, sports arenas for children, thematic gardens, food courts, books, and a gift shop. That's right. If uh, you could compare it to anything, you might say it's like a megachurch. The two countries see the inauguration of this temple as a, quote, celebration of UAE-India friendship, deep-rooted cultural bonds, and an embodiment of the UAE's global commitment to harmony, tolerance, and peaceful coexistence, end quote. That's according to the official statement. After finishing up a two-day visit to the UAE, the Indian leader will fly to Qatar, Qatar. U-A-T-A-R. The trip is aimed at discussing ways to further, quote-unquote, strengthen overall ties. 
Notably, Qatar earlier this week released eight Indian Navy veterans who had been sentenced to death in the Middle Eastern nation, allegedly on espionage charges. The release came days after India signed a $78 billion deal to extend LNG imports from Qatar, a key energy supplier. See, you scratch my back, we'll scratch yours, Harori. Uh, that's what they're solidifying here, if I'm not reading this wrong. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you mentioned there, the, the integration, the digital payments, and no doubt that the wherever one thinks the bricks and multipolarity that is moving forward. Um, and even our, our buddy out there in Moscow and the collective Kremlin, uh, Putin, he just made an announcement and said, Russia is closer to cancer vaccines. So there's your biosecurity state multipolar addition you know king charles the third reportedly he's got cancer the, the same day they announced they got these they're going to whip out these cancer vaccines and so uh, i think people know that i'm not really big on the whole multipolar thing i think it's uh, the other side of the same coin um and it was interesting there was a presentation today by tony arterburn um he's a military veteran and he's doing precious metals and he was talking about how he doesn't think the dollar is going to collapse. They're just going to transi transition to digital currencies, the CBDCs. And um, what you mentioned, um, how some of these countries like India and UAE are, are building that infrastructure for that transition. Um, and there are you know, other reports related to BRICS, Russia, China, India, ditch US dollar in 95% of bilateral trade that was um, published today from Tasnim news agency i believe that's iranian yeah tehran it says BRICS members have reduced the, the use of their u.s dollar and their trade by 95 percent which shows a sign of BRICS's growing efforts towards the dollarization so you know every day we're, we're witnessing these countries integrate um leave the dollar out luke groman who i follow on uh twitter very serious financial analyst he just uh published as well he said um you know, in April 2015, the, the China uh, PLA strategy was, quote, what becomes of a hegemony based on currency when we no longer need currency to settle sales because we use the um, E yuan? Uh, and then just a couple months back, China settled the first oil transaction with their E yuan. And then uh, in December, they settled their first gold transaction with E uh, yuan. So it seems like, Ruckus, that the rest of the world is moving on without us your thoughts no exactly exactly that and i mean it's interesting this story is one that i'm sharing on valentine's day but uh yeah it looks like um no no valentine's for the united states of america from the rest of the world currently herbori we're just getting the arrows as it were uh sad to report uh but yeah they're like america we're dumping you it's not it's not it's not you it's me we're done with you though um that's where we're at that is where we're at. Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day, America. Uh, all right. Thanks for that, Ruckus. We've got a super amazing first hour guest here in person. Um, he'll be joining us right after this break. TNT. Sonia Poulton. You feel the need to describe yourself along with being a useless eater, free speech isn't a phobia, as a male with a penis. Why would you feel the need to describe yourself as such? Well, you never know these days, do you? 
anyone can have a penis apparently so just thought you better make sure everybody knows and that and that is the reality isn't it words have lost all meaning and one of the things that i wanted you to come on and come and join me about and comment about is the whole issue of gender and transgenderism are you cis jack no there's no such thing there was, there was literally no such thing till a couple of years ago and it's, it's their religion, it's not mine and I refuse to get involved with this sort of terminology, it's ridiculous. Sonia Poulton on today's News Talk TNT. The Irish government is proposing a law known as the Hate Speech Bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy. Next week, next month, next month, and then on to the next week. This law will have uncertain effects on artistic and musical expression. Please support us. It could stifle the activity of public campaigning on political and civil issues and also curtail speech relating to topics about religion, ethnicity, sex, and gender. You could even be jailed for possessing documents, cartoons or memes on your devices, even if you never read them or intended on sharing them. Mere possession could make you a criminal under this law. Help stop this law. Visit www.freespeechireland.ie forward slash take action to bin the hate speech bill. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is, Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. It sounds pretty good. It's it sounds like, real, dude. It's not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Coming to you live from Acapulco and Acapulco. My wife couldn't be with me for Valentine's Day, so this is my day. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Stone, the urban farmer, I've been following his work for, for years. It's very cool to, to meet him in the flesh. Uh, he was speaking at Acapulco. How's it going, Curtis? Super. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You had a very cool live stream. They said it was like three hours last night. I caught a snippet of that. I'm gonna I bookmark it. I'm gonna check it out later. A whole bunch of interesting folks. On it there, was but... it was epic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, tell us a bit about the work um, that you're doing. I find it very useful for a lot of us that want to sort of get out of Dodge. Um, there's so many resources. You you teach people what to look for when it comes to. Um, you know locations for homesteads for for farms and it applies internationally like the, the stuff you you looked at uh, the us canada and other places and so tell us a bit uh, about the work that, that you do yeah so i um i, I got, got my start on youtube 10 years ago doing an urban farming thing showing people how to start a small-scale farming business in backyards 
wrote a book about that in 2016. That became a bestseller in that category. And then I launched an online course, became sort of an online entrepreneur, you could say, stopped commercially farming in 2018. Um, and then my kind of main thing now is a platform called freedomfarmers.com. And it's it's kind of a, it's a big, it's a community, it's a content platform. We have 20 plus courses on regenerative agriculture and uh, uh, small scale farming in there. We've got a community, thousands of members all over the US and Canada and the world. And um, we run, what you're speaking about specifically is our Homestead Accelerator program. So for many years, I, I would consult for people that were looking to build a homestead or a farm on rural property. And they would basically hire me to do a, a full spectrum analysis of the property using Google Earth. Sometimes people would fly me places, but using, using Google Earth basically. And now we've kind of found a way to scale up this process because we want people to get on the land, especially with all this crap going on. And uh, so now we scour the internet. We go through about 200 listings every single week to publish about 10. And that gets filtered down through a sort of a multi-step process we have. And then the last sort of the last 5% end up in, at my desk and I do video reviews of them and we publish them on a list called the Homestead Accelerator that people can become members of at freedomfarmers.com and you can access those listings. So it's it's kind of like hiring me as a personal consultant to review your land and then I uh, we publish those. And so it, it saves people a ton of value because most people only understand the house when they're buying property. They don't think about where the water is. They don't think about where the trees are, where the, you know, how good the soil is. What's the access like? What's the neighboring properties like? What's the general climate of the place that they're in? And so it covers a 11 criteria basically. And we go through all that and we're helping people get on the land. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very, um, important and you know i'll be applying some of those principles wherever i end up homesteading croatia or, or mexico and so many things you point out that we don't think about you know proximity to to roads um forests trees water as you mentioned uh here in mexico we also have to consider proximity to narcos and stuff yeah right <laughs> stuff like that yeah uh, yeah i'm not even joking you know i, well, a, I know i've got a friend in real estate who said yeah i'm, I'm in guadalajara which is the second biggest city in mexico yes if you go too far out, um, you're in the boondocks, there's no law and order, and you can have dozens of men just, you know, come onto your property and do what they want. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to be too urban. And so th that's a point to consider, no? Big time. And that's why I don't live down here. I, I, I wanted to move here probably seven years ago because I've been an online entrepreneur for 10 years. And so I could essentially live wherever I want. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer the devil I know than the devil I don't. Well, I, I am a Mexican citizen now, so I can say well, there you go. this is the devil that I now yeah. uh, know. But is this your first time in um, Anacapulco? How are you liking uh, the event this week? Oh, man, I, I love it. It is it is my first time coming to Anacapulco. I've been invited for many, many years, and it's just the stars hadn't aligned until this winter, uh, winter for me up in Canada. And uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm loving it. Uh, the people, the quality of people here is unbelievable. Uh, the, the the management team is 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 amazing. The food's been good. I like that we're in the city. I've always been. When I come to Mexico, I go to places Mexicans go. I've never been a Playa del Carmen kind of guy and crap like that. I don't go to those places. So I I prefer this experience. And I like that it's in nature because I'm a farmer. I'm a homesteader. I live in a rural area. I don't want to go to a smelly hotel. 
uh, they pump air perfume in the in the in the air circulation systems. I hate that. I'd rather be outside getting sun and getting a little too much sun, but but uh, no, it's been great. What are some highlights? Uh, for you know, it's been fun hanging out at Max Egan's bar. No, absolutely, dude. Every day, every night has been epic here. This is I'm going on like four hours of sleep at night, and I'm I'm still charged. We're three days in. And so many characters. Uh, I chatted briefly to Jeff Berwick this afternoon. David Avocado, uh, Wolf, um, Steve Falconer. I learned Steve Falconer's. I'm from Chicago. Steve Falconer is from Chicago. Is there it? you go. What a, what a small uh, world. Of course, Patrick Henningsen. So many uh, amazing people. What are some of the most interesting things for you that are being um, sort of discussed uh, this week? Well, you know the 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 most interesting thing. I go to these events. I just socialize because. I can listen to those talks most of the time and usually what ends up happening is I'll I'll catch part of people's talks to get an idea of what it is and then I'll watch I'll I'll get more into their content if it interests me later and so I have to say um um Matt uh what's Matt's name uh Pat, uh what's his last name he did an incredible presentation the other day about just being grounded and and, and where the new world order is kind of pulling you in two directions and it's all about being centered and that was epic the stuff with um uh steve uh steve faulkner's was amazing and then another one a guy is it mike something talking Winter. about the giant trees oh right yeah 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 of course mike winner's a good friend of mine and other than that uh so far the, the content's great every time i'm checking it out but it's the people i mean that's why jeff invited me to this one back in whatever they start doing that in, in the spring or some summer last year. And I said, I couldn't go because we had too much snow up at our place, but all the snow melted. And so I said, Hey, want me to come now? And he said, yeah, sure. Um, and there's just so many good speakers on here that I've wanted to hang out with and connect with. So that's been the highlight for me is just the, the FaceTime and the, and the attendees are just incredible. Everybody I'm talking to is really, really switched on. Yeah. We've got David Weiss, the, the flat earth dude. Yeah. Um, Charlie Robinson, the MC, formerly of, of, of TNT. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. I at, didn't know that. Yeah, and I, I cannot remember. There's just so many more. And the attendees as well. I was talking to an Estonian-Australian who listens to TNT, uh, and it's just uh, fascinating. We're going to jump real quick to our headlines. We'll be right back. What a news day this is turning out to be. Let's finish it. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Investigative journalist Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Gutentag have reported that the U.S. intelligence community improperly collaborated with Five Eyes allies to surveil Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, laying the groundwork for the Russiagate narrative. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov stated on Wednesday that the West is not likely to offer a diplomatic resolution to the Ukraine conflict as the U.S. and its allies aim to deliver a strategic defeat to Moscow. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Right, we're we're chatting to Curtis Stone. Remind us again all the places people can find you uh, online. I'm, I'm on your Twitter. I think I think you were deplatformed previously, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I just joined your Telegram as well. Yeah, well, no, I I I quit social media at the beginning of COVID. I had a lot of followers on uh, Facebook. Uh, the only thing I stayed on was YouTube, which I've got almost six hundred thousand followers on there. That's at or this uh, what is it? Off Grid with Curtis Stone. You can find me. 
Twitter, I'm at OffGridStone, and my main website is FreedomFarmers.com. All right, yeah, and I, you know, I bookmark bookmark that site again for people preparing to exit the algorithm ghetto, as I like to call it. Uh, you're going to need that resource. And uh, before getting into more solutions, what are we running from? You know, what what you know, the whole Great Reset, New World Order, world's government, as I see it, th th these insane projects. How do you sort of assess where we are with all that stuff? Well, yeah, that's a big one. I I think uh, we're in the trenches of it. I think it's just going to continue, and they're doing their strategy where they just throw a bunch of stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Fifth generation warfare. Um, I'm not worried about a world war. I'm not worried about nuclear. I think it's just war on humanity through mass demoralization and poisoning. You know, through the food, through the chemtrails, through the shots. Um, I think all that's just going to continue. Yeah, maybe a new fabricated disease you know may, maybe who who knows certainly economic uh the economic factor is going to come into play here and um you know geez there's there's just so many things that are so we're at a, we're at a, we're at a, a breaking point but i don't know if we'll see like the one thing that breaks the, the straw that breaks the camel's back maybe we will but what i'm telling people is you know what if you get hung up on all this stuff with the new world order and all that and you get you can get pretty depressed about it and it's sort of unempowering because what do you do with it now and so what i tell people is you're not going to change like the political system is completely corrupt trump isn't going to save the us it's just another dog and pony show they're going to it's hopium they're going to bring you in oh trump got elected oh the new world order is gone no it's not it's fully on track so i'm saying people get control of your resources get control of your mind get out of the prison of the mind start to understand how you can work a with it or away from it get some resources get on the land and just get out of the way that's 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 what i think is the best way through this um some countries are better than others um you got you know i, I say in general population is a risk uh people are your greatest asset but they're also your greatest um liability and so high density areas where people are desperate places like mexico will be less so because people are already used to living in squalor so you know the lower the lower standard of living might not change here but if the price of rice triples then it could and then you know so they got to consider that i like my there's lots of strategies out there mine has just been to get into a rural area where there's low population there's no immigration uh, i have lots of resources we can, we're off grid we grow mo most of our own food uh raise animals and we have our own power we've got multiple water sources not everybody can do these things overnight but i've been working at this for 15 years but you can take steps to you know have some of these things to get some level of resilience built up in your life so that if the pinch comes you're not absolutely just getting uh standing in the line for the for the breadcrumbs you know for your universal basic income or whatever it's going to be yeah, I, I kind of myself being here in Mexico, I kind of feel like it's the eye of the storm when it comes to migration. Uh, I kind of find it's strategic because the migrants are just passing through. Exactly. They're not staying they're where I up. am. Yeah. Uh, so they're going up uh, not as far as where you are, I, I think, but into the U.S. And, yeah, they're not coming where I am. And j just on politics, you know, I, I we have guests. I have guests on the show who are, uh, you know, representatives. I had a great one, Heather Scott from Idaho recently, who's trying to fight the wef in idaho they've got their tentacles everywhere yeah um you know i don't really do voting anymore um i'm not energy passionate about getting so involved in politics but i know there are people 
And I, 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 you know, I say, I always say if people want to do it and they've got the passion for it, try, go ahead. Sure. Um, but do you have any thoughts on whether in Canada or elsewhere trying to fight back, you know, running for office and no. trying to change anything? No, because the pro the, the fun, I, I go right to the root cause, you know, and, and, and the, the fundamental problem with politics and government in general is that, you know, both countries as examples, Canada and the United States, the United States is a corporation in Washington, DC. It has its own jurisdictional boundary. And the 1871 Act established that. Uh, prior to the formation of the United States of America, as we understand, they created a corporation, all caps, United States. That's a separate entity. So all these people think that you're part of this thing. It's all about making money. It's all about enslaving you through the birth certificate system and all these things. Canada does the same thing. Canada is actually a company registered on the United States Securities Exchange Commission. You can Google it. You can you can go to the company filings there and put Canada in. It's on Pennsylvania Avenue. So we're not going to vote that out because it is a very modern uh, system of slavery. They never they never finished slavery. They just outsourced it and and made everybody a slave. So. No politicians are talking about that because if the ones that do know, uh, they know that they'll never get elected on that on running on that issue, so they won't do it. And so all we have is sports ball. In my opinion, politics is sports ball. There's there's nothing more to it than like the whatever you what do you guys call the football in the U.S. the the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. It's entertainment and. Uh, it's not going to change anything. That's why I say change yourself, get get control of your resources, make sure that you can weather the storm for periods of attrition. When you talk about resources, obviously land, I think everyone needs to own some land somewhere, or if they don't know someone that they trust uh, where they could abscond to. Um, one where you know i've i've chatted with james wesley rawls of survival blog right okay um, yeah and we had this discussion a couple of years back and we were talking about okay let's say i'm going to an extreme here you know we'll, we'll 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 pull back and look at other stuff but i'm just curious let's say you got a piece of land uh and let's say cbdc's come in and digital ids do you do you ever worry about and i know this is kind of like this would be end game stuff maybe right. years down the line where let's say they get rid of cash and you they debank you yes and it comes time for you to pay your property tax and then you you can't um and then you know it, it depends on the country here in mexico yeah, example, yeah 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 my other country croatia there's no property tax yet here in mexico property tax is like a couple hundred bucks and if you don't pay it it'll take years well here, for the here government I, to do anything I, i've heard this hundreds of times and the solution is very simple um every mandate that the government uh, imposes in one way or another. So whether it's the collection of property taxes or the administra administration of building permits, whatnot, there's an act, which is essentially a contract. And in that act, it explains how the commerce, the commercial end of it is played out. And so I guarantee you, you read whatever statutes or legislation have to do with collection of property tax, you'll find that it's expressed that they're collected in dollars. So that's a contract. So if they come to you and say, oh, we're changing the money and now you can't pay. You're not the one in default. They are. So this is a nothing burger because they're the ones in default. You can't make a contract with somebody and then say, hey, now I want to be paid in these dollars when you agreed to be paid in these dollars. It's simple statute law. There's this that whole thing is a complete nothing burger. That if you if anybody knows anything about the law, all you have to do is read that mandate and your remedies right there. 
And I, I, have you heard, have you seen the stuff by David Weber, The Great Taking? Any thought on? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen The Great Taking. All right. He, he wrote a book, and then he says that for fifty years they've made legislation where the collapse will come, and then they will take all like a as collateral, um, all of our assets. I guess if you haven't paid them off, but uh, you know, talking about how people can fortify themselves. Yes. Well, I could. Okay, I can see that coming because people are so leveraged in debt, right? So. That's for sure coming, uh, and that's why there's never been a better time to make to secure your financial resources, or reduce your living costs so that you can streamline your financial resources so that you're not pinched. Because a lot of people, Americans in particular, a lot of Canadians too, are have been living high on the hog on this gravy train, and it's not it's not sustainable. So people just need to get to work and make the corrections and lean out the fat so that they can you know, go into a period of attrition. And I think I think that's what we're into. I, as far as people being on the land, if you read Agenda 21, it's very clear about what they want to do outside of the cities. It's called the rewilding project. And so they all, they don't really talk about how they're going to force people into the city, but they do talk about reducing incentives to be in the country. And there, we're already seeing this. There's Agenda 21 policies implemented on every county and regional uh, area of Canada and the United States. And it's it's stuff like reduction of snow removal. It's stuff like um, not, not uh, allowing upgrades for electricity so nobody else can uh, get onto the grid. So that's why you got to get off grid. Um, it's, it's just reduction in services. So they're going to dis they're going to incentivize the carrot stick in the city and then disincentivize the country. And they're hoping that th they'll just follow the money and follow the free stuff. And that's what people will do. That's why I think I don't, I'm apocalyptic, apocalyptically optimistic in that the new world order is going to capture most people and, and most truthers too, because people just want to live convenient lives. They're not ready to do the work. So a lot of people are just going to go into the gulag cities and and take the free stuff and take the shots and and play that game. And then there'll be like a rugged five to 10% of us who are out in the country who literally have to be, have to be extraordinarily resourceful. And that a big part of that is community coming together and, and pooling resources and, and, and cooperating on certain shared tasks, like maybe pl plowing a road or something like that in the snow. Um, and so the, the new the, the world that we're moving into this the this dichotomy is the new world order is going this way we're going sort of this higher res world of responsibility that's so great about anarcho poco is it's a lot about taking responsibility and owning it and that's certainly what i'm trying to bring here is showing people that like you can get out of the matrix you just got to go quietly don't play this stupid political game so you get ra railroaded and just get your resources together whatever that looks like for you and and, and and stop being so dependent on the system start to move towards a point of sovereignty we all start dependent then you can get less dependent that you can get then you can get secure then you get resilient then you get sovereign and that food water energy shelter all these things you can just start taking steps towards more independence from them with them yeah and you know i, I used to live in the yurt in the gobi in mongolia i absolutely love it um I'm, I'm still I, I got to pull my wife out of the urban um, areas. And I know, you know, we all struggle with different challenges when it comes to uh, running for the hills, as as Bruce Dickinson um, would say. But, you know, I, I've seen some of your videos uh, and, you know, maybe I, I visited some friends here in, in, in Mexico and I've seen some of the setups that they've had. Uh, um, and, and these are local Mexicans and uh, a friend of a friend. They, they had a small plot of land. Uh -huh. They've got a little house. Um, they got chickens they've got rows of uh fruit trees 
vegetables their own well so they got water yeah uh, ready and you know I'm, I'm curious electricity let you know let's talk for a moment electricity for example and i've seen this done over the years where if you've got enough solar panels and batteries you can be pretty much 100 percent um uh, having your own electricity th thoughts on that y yes uh but you always need a generator and the, the and the reason and in some climates you can be solar and then you only need a generator for emergencies but there will be times when your system has some kind of problem and then now you don't have power so you always have to have a backup i, I say the same thing with water two sources of water on a property if you want a resilient homestead one could be a a, a spring capture or, or um in in the forest it could be off a creek uh, you might have a drilled well you might have a pit well you might have rainwater harvesting on your buildings you want to have multiple sources i have three sources of water on my property independent sources and i have four places to store them to store water so you always want to have redundancies and, and the, the saying goes two is one and one is none so because because if you only had one source of water if there's a time it doesn't work now you have nothing Whereas if you have two, you've got a buffer uh, as a redundancy. So same with electricity, same with food systems, same with everything is built in redundancies. And um, yeah, that's that's what's going to get you through in the long run. Yeah, that's uh, very important to think of redundancies. You know, for example, just a couple of weeks back over the past couple of months and weeks, I've been having issues with um, Internet, my ISP, which is normally fast. Uh, I've, I've had a Starlink for a year, which I haven't been um using and i had to activate it yeah uh, and because i was already imagining something's going to happen with the internet okay isp goes down i got my starlink and now i'm thinking of a third uh as well they have um other solutions here in mexico as yeah. well and so uh whether it's water power internet um you know i've got three passports you know so yeah i, was, I had a guest down last week from brazil talking about bolsonaro they took away bolsonaro's passport and i'm like you might want to have more than yeah one absolutely passport we're gonna jump to our uh break again if anyone any, uh, anyone's got a question or comment for uh curtis drop it in the chat uh, my email or even feel free to call in we'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective one of the things if you're putting forth a new idea or you have an idea that you think is revolutionary and can actually lead to a change in the way people look at things is that that idea can start owning you. Now, if you've been listening to me on TNT, I've been talking about something called hydrothermal vents. The reason I got into this is because they affect the weather that if these hot spots develop in the ocean, well, guess what? The re weather reacts and I'm just getting sick and tired of them developing out of nowhere and basically catching me off guard. I don't like it. When I put together a weather forecast, I'm looking at certain events going on in the atmosphere, and then if something happens in the oceans that changes that, and then the atmospheres react, I can't see that stuff. In any case, I've been pushing this hydrothermal vent idea for quite some time. And a lot of people say, you have no peer review. Well, first of all, I've walked up and down many beaches and reviewed the piers out there, but that's a different kind of peer. They have no peer review that it's not happening. And I'm going to quote from an article, and the name of the article is How Hydrothermal Vents and Other Seabed Structures Heat Our Oceans, that says this, overwhelming amounts of reliable information taken from hundreds of research studies, that's right, hundreds, 
and you don't even know about them because no one wants you to, prove that emissions of superheated fluids and gases from the estimated 10 million ocean floor geological features, including these hydrothermal vents, are responsible for warming the Earth's oceans, not human activities. If you find out what is warming the oceans, that is the key to what's warming the atmosphere. And it would blow the whole missive out of the water. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Hi. I'm your retirement fear. But don't be scared. You're still in pre-tirement. Pre-tirement? Does that mean I have more time to plan? Precisely. Here, this is pretirement.org. Huh. Retirement savings options? <laughs> Potential tax breaks? Yep. Ooh. Oh, I could build up savings for my side hustle. This isn't scary. I'm doing it. You got this. Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Curtis Stone, the urban farmer. Tell us again where we can find you. Freedomfarmers.com, on X, at Off Grid Stone, on YouTube, Off Grid with Curtis Stone over half a million uh followers on youtube again a lot of resources there serious question here curtis is the earth flat i don't know i don't know and i it's not really i don't really care to be honest i i, I do know that the establishment system lies about everything so if i follow that logic and then i look at some of the the things that are disputed in regards to uh, flat earth I think there's a sort of a compelling case there just on the foundation that everything the establishment tells you is a lie. So um, it's possible, but it doesn't really move the needle in my life. So I don't really get hung up on it. I have the same approach to some of these topics. I mean, I've got the stuff that I'm interested in uh, and I bring guests on to touch on that stuff. Other people are interested in other stuff. Great, start your own podcast and, and, or, or blog, Substack and dig into that. Do viruses or and or infectious disease and or contagion exist? It's I think I'm more of a terrain guy. Um, and because of my farming is that I see the same things that work in the soil on a principled level work in the body in that it is the whole terrain. Like, you know, in, in the in the in allopathic medicine, it's like isolate this thing and inject toxins at it. Well, I know like, I'm an organic farmer. I, I don't do that in my farming. And so why would I do that in my body? So my wife and I and my children, we live very uh, Rudolf Steiner method. And we're, we're, we're more along the keep the terrain together. And, and so that's how I feel about it. As far as uh, all the stuff with the COVID madness, no, I think it's mostly all a lie. Um, but I won't rule out that there may, maybe there is a way of getting sick through viruses, but I just haven't seen enough evidence to compel me. But again, it's another one of these things that I do what I what I feel is right in my world and my my with my body and it doesn't involve pharmaceuticals. So I think I I live my opinion on that more than I have an opinion on it, if you will. 
Yeah, there, there's all this talk now of disease X. Yesterday, I was talking. They, some dude got sick in Alaska, and they're, I'm not. It's not even a joke. Alaska pox. I saw this. It's just ridiculous. Alaska pox. It, it feels like gaslighting to me. It's like you guys are really dumb enough to go along with this next one. So my question is then again, preparing for something like this. If you're in a place like like where Curtis is, she's got his homestead. He's got everything: food, water, energy, everything. Basically, what you do then, I guess. You just hunker down. That's know? my strategy. There's all kinds of different prepper strategies. You know, there's the there's the get on the bike with a bunch of get on the motorbike with a bunch of guns and and run into the zombie apocalypse. There is have a plan B. We got a place to go to uh, and and hunker down because you got a bunch of stored food. Or there's the kind of and there's there's many more. There's, this is as diverse as you can get, as diverse as an individual's context. Or there's my strategy is to be way out of populated areas and have the food, water, energy, and shelter that I need to survive for years. We're, we're at a point right now at our homes that's not totally dialed, but if if the lights were to go out tomorrow and there was no gas in the trucks and the, and the, and the food couldn't get delivered to the grocery stores, we we would we'd be fine. We 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 would be fine in perpetuity. I got enough seeds that I can I can save seeds and propagate that. Basically, my systems on my homestead are now self self replicating enough that that we would we could go the long haul. I'd like another year or two to get it better, but at this point we 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 could get through. And I say this to a lot of people: you don't need a ton to just get through. Think about. Everything you need, food, water, energy, shelter. You need more things than that, but those are the four things you can't survive without. And in some places you can survive without shelter, like in Mexico here for, for long periods of time, whereas in my place you get exposure. Nothing gonna happen in the winter. And so, but think about those things and just thinking about what does dependency look like? You go home, you turn the thing on, it works, you get what you need. You have no agency over it. But then you say, okay, well, what if I store some of that? So it could be water. Keep like a few hundred liters of water in your house just in case, you know, that would be uh, less dependent. And then think about maybe I can catch some rain off my off my house and store it in some IBC totes. So that's kind of maybe some of the level of security. Then you go, OK, well, maybe I'll get a secondary water source. Now you're at some level of resilience. Then you think, OK, well, how about a, a third so a second source of water that then you know, you're a point of sovereignty and do the same thing with anything get a small start with a small generator a backup generator for power you know you can kind of go through this process of just understanding how you could add another layer of resiliency towards the things that you need and it's not that hard you can buy some stored food right then you can that's a that's some security or some less dependency then you can start gardening a bit then you get into more security and and so on and so forth any thoughts when it comes to tech communications internet uh you know people i've got a google phone uh people use vpns i, I don't know if you've got a starlink uh, yeah i got starlink yeah yeah no i th i i got alternative communications i got ham radio uh i'm in a network of people in my rural area where we have our own channel that we can communicate on if we need to and it's it's really just for emergencies like if something were to happen we would all turn our radios on and and be expecting a call kind of thing like i got a sort of a protocol uh with that and uh yeah i, I use starlink i mean i i'm basically planning for and i'm hoping for the best and planning for the worst as they say but i'm planning for all-out attrition so i'm not planning for i'm not worried about the government attacking me i'm more concerned about the starving masses that's why i live in a rural area that's cold so when people are starving to death they're not going to come out to my place so i don't have to worry about getting in violent confrontations from people so yeah i don't know what, what else were you, what were you saying on that um I, 
No, that, that, I missed that. Yeah, I was going to say more, but I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, we got a couple minutes left. You know, what are some other things on your mind these days? Um, yeah, I think uh, people just got to get serious about 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 this because the two years of the COVID script was a good demonstration of of what's going to happen and and what is continuing to happen. And if you're not really taking steps in your life to to find um, freedom and resiliency, then you're going to get caught up in the wave. It's just like if a hurricane happens right now and we just stayed here and said, well, we'll kind of just wait and see what happens. You know, you have to go to the hills. Run to the hills, as you said. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th I think that's that's what people really got to do. You got to put the work in. You know, life is a challenge. We're born into this challenge. It's our time to shine. It's our time to step up, take responsibility. And let's start making the world a better place in the in the little world that we live in one at a time. We don't have to change the political cycle. That's going to run its course and it's going to collapse eventually. So let's just do our own thing and and, and start being more resilient in the home with the with our bodies and in our greater communities. I always think of that song from Metallica, No Leaf Clover, where he talks about the you know the, 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 there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a freight train coming our way. But still, uh, he, there's another part of the song. He says, it's a good day to be alive. And I've got sort of that attitude, like yeah, movie 300, where yes. regardless of what's happening, I'm happy every day. Let's not get depressed. Um, yeah. You know, get have some pets, go into nature, socialize, as, as you were saying uh, earlier. Thoughts on um, the alt media community censorship? I mean, you, you're a content creator. You got your YouTube um thoughts on on you know where we are and where, where we're going on on and you know in in the metaverse as i like to say in in this totalitarian uh yeah state. well there's some stuff shifting there, there's some people that have been exposed i think in the last little while for not being that as alternative as we thought they were and so the main the main the mainstream is done in my opinion the legacy media is long gone they're a dinosaur they're it's it's over and so now there's a new establishment in the uh alternative media and those players are all fairly obvious i don't think they're all controlled opposition or anything like that but i just think there's a lot of big agendas because a lot of big money coming in now and so i think people are shifting their priorities to where they uh can make the most amount of dollars and i the thing that drives me crazy about it is the chasing of the algorithm the ch the chasing of the clicks to post the content that gets the likes and shares instead of the information that can help people it's just focusing on what's algorithmically sensical to talk about today which creates an insincere form of media and i think the alternative media is is, is victim of this just as much as the mainstream was now yeah one recent example was um someone shared this news story um and it's someone that i appreciate but they shared their story about um the who and mexico where people were the mexican government was gonna pull out of who and i'm like you look at it no it was just citizens the mexican citizens who started a petition um and you know nothing's gonna happen with the petition they were gonna petition the government yeah. which is their right the mexican government to look into getting out of the who but they sold it as the mexican government's exiting the who and i'm like what are you doing alternative media yeah, yeah people just jump on sharing stuff and i think it's mostly driven by people wanting to advance their careers and their likes and their subscribers or followers and it i've been a content creator for 10 years you know i i guess i sort of a legacy youtube content creator 
um, and uh, I can't stand it. I, I, I stopped doing that. I didn't. I stopped playing the algorithm, and and I don't get the views that I got when I had three quarters of the the subscribers on YouTube because I just don't care about clickbait. I found other ways to monetize my content through my platforms, and so I don't really feel the need to play the stupid game of chasing algorithms. All right, we are out of time. Uh, I'm going to catch you later. We're going to be playing music, I think, with David Avocado Wolf and Max Egan. And That'll be sweet. Who else? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, your website again? Freedomfarmers.com. All right. Very cool to meet Curtis Stone uh, in the flesh here in, in uh, Mexico. I'll be right. I'll be right back with another surprise guest after the break. <laughs> 